What is your why? Why do you do what you do? The most successful people in the world, I would argue, know without a doubt what their why is. Maybe you've heard the quote before from Mark Twain. He says that the two most important days in your life are the day that you were born and the day you find out why. It seems to me that it's pretty clear that our our world, the people in our world, are losing that. Especially in the light of baptism and what that means. I can remember when I felt called to be a priest. In a weird way, it kind of made sense because I felt so much emptiness And only when I started opening my heart to the Lord and who he actually was, it started to make sense. There was a restlessness in my heart and it made sense. But the thing is, I didn't have the intellectual formation of our beautiful Catholic tradition to understand how to move forward. So I began to doubt and go back to my old ways and felt more and more empty. I'd like for us just to walk through a couple meditations today because I don't think a lot of us understand what baptism is and how powerful it is and life-changing it is. I think a lot of us have been brought up, well, when you get baptized, your, your original sin is wiped away, which is indeed true. But I don't think a lot of us ever experience the power of our baptism. Maybe some of us have. But a lot of us find our why or our identity in what we do rather than what Christ has done for us. And that's hard as Americans because you and I, we do so much by the sweat of our brow. I put the work in, I get the paycheck. I put the studies in, I get the grade. And it's all on my own effort. Yet, when it comes to baptism and what Jesus did for us on the cross, you can't earn it. You have to accept it. But not just one time. It's an everyday reality. So you can begin to understand your why. And when I started to really move forward and and open my heart even more to the idea of being a priest, I I became more and more convinced that the Lord wants me to remind you of all who you are. That's very much a part of my why. Because our world is making up their identity. People are making up their identity apart from God. And you see the effects of godlessness You see suicide rates through the roof. You see depression rates through the roof. And you see insane amounts of people finding their identity, especially in social media. And the side effects of that are anything but positive. So maybe Jesus knows more than we do. And God the Father knows more than we do. And the Holy Spirit knows more than we do. So I just want to briefly walk through two meditations today to hopefully help you understand the power of baptism, what happened at your baptism. And then also, I'd like us to do some renunciations because a lot of us don't accept the love of God because we believe in lies. And the Lord always says, the truth shall set you free. So I'd like you to imagine for a moment, you can close your eyes if you want to, I'm a very visual person, but I want you to imagine for a moment that you are walking down the Jordan River And as you are walking down the Jordan River, you just feel the brisk air, you feel the sunshine, and you see Jesus and John the Baptist Baptist in the water. And you feel peaceful. So 
So you begin to walk into the water towards Jesus and John the Baptist. And you stand right next to Jesus because the peace just radiating from him just is like a magnet to your heart. So you stand next to him. And John the Baptist lowers you both into the water, which signifies Jesus' death and your death to the ways of the world. And as you are both in the water, he lifts you both up, but only you rise. Because you and Jesus have become one, which is a sign of your resurrection in the new life in Christ. And immediately, a thunderous voice from the heavens says to you, for the first time, you are my beloved daughter in whom I delight. You are my beloved son in whom I delight. If I could give you one gift this year, it is to know that you are a beloved son and a beloved daughter. And Jesus wants us to share in his sonship and being a child of God. But there's also the other guy who doesn't want you to know that. And that would be the devil. And he's very real. I don't think a lot of us know what Jesus did for us in his baptism and on the cross and in his resurrection because we read in Colossians 1, 13 through 14, it says, Jesus has delivered us from the dominion of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved son in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of our sins. What that means is before you were baptized, you had a certificate saying, I'm a child of darkness. And by Jesus's baptism, by his death on the cross by his resurrection, you were transferred. And when you were baptized, you got a new baptismal certificate saying, I am a child of the light. I'm a child of God. And I'd like us just to do one more meditation. And this one's not going to be very hard for some of you because you grew up in this. Or you might even be going through this. I'd like you just to imagine for a moment that you live in a house that is in a family that is completely dysfunctional. Dad is extremely abusive and mom is an alcoholic. And it's never been peaceful in your home. Your siblings are always arguing with mom and dad. There's constant yelling going on in the home. And sometimes plates quite literally fly across the room. And as you go, grow, grow up through this, you begin to get involved in extracurricular activities. Sports, drama, music, choir, whatever it is that you can get to school as early as possible and get home as late as possible. Because when you go home, it's like walking on eggshells. And you'll do anything to avoid the wrath of mom or dad. But the one thing that annoys you the most out of anything is your neighbors. Because when your windows are open 
you can hear the mother and the father across the street laughing and having fun with their children and it annoys you. And every time you hear it, you close the window and you shut the blinds. And one day, when your parents are gone and everyone else in the family is gone, but you're the only one in the home, you hear a knock at the door. And you go downstairs. And you open the door, and it's the dad from across the street. And he just says, Hey, do you want to live with us? And you don't even pack because you just want to get out of that hell. And that's what baptism is the trans- transfer from that awful place into the family you belong to since the beginning of time that God the Father has wanted for you, has sent his only son to go to war with sin and death for you. So you can be simply convinced that you are a child of God. But again, I don't think a lot of us were ever told that. And unfortunately, we've allowed ourselves to be affirmed by what we do rather than what Christ has done for us. And if you and I don't accept the love of Christ every single day, then we continue to seek approval in very disordered ways by how much alcohol I can consume, by how my clothes are, what kind of car I have, what kind of house I have. And it's a rat race that leads to absolutely nowhere. And the Lord simply wants a lot of us just to rest in him, to be firmly convinced without an ounce of doubt that you are who God says you are, not who the world says you are, or that one teacher who hurt you when you were a child, or that one coach who said those words in sports that for some reason just hurt you. And he wants you just to know that you're a beautiful, beloved child of God. And God delights in you. When God sees you, he actually gets excited to be with you. But again, if we don't believe that, that means we haven't accepted the transfer. Because that means we believe in a lie. And a lot of our lies are that I'm not perfect like that priest or that deacon up there, so there's no way that that God could love us. Are we perfect? Not even close. Maybe you can tell, but maybe other priests, right? (laughs) But a lot of us believe in that because just the way we were raised. You're not good enough. You're never going to have what it takes. We've been told those words, and we began to believe in those, those lies. And some of us, because we've been abused which is one of the most awful things I've come across as of late as a priest, because we've been abused either verbally, sexually, emotionally, or psychologically as a child or in college or whatever it is, we began to believe in a lie that I am damaged goods and I am unredeemable. There is no hope for me. So I might as well just indulge in the ways of the world and I've lost all hope. 
And some of us believe that we're unworthy because we believe because of something we've done, a, a certain sin we've committed, that God could not forgive it. And we let that hold us hostage in that house of walking on eggshells, that house of abuse, that house of fear of the wrath of the parents. And again, God the Father is just, do you want to live with us? Do you want to live in freedom? Do you want to live in joy? Do you want to live a life of awesome sacrifice for my kingdom? So you can know that you are a, an heir of the king. You are so loved. And that means that you and I have to ask to be set free from that. And then we have to go set others free. So we are rescued so as to rescue. So baptism is really a, re- a start of a rescue mission which was purchased by the blood of Jesus on the cross and was confirmed through his resurrection and speaks through the ascension when the Holy Spirit came and fell upon the apostles at Pentecost. So you and I can, can go and stop living in that house of darkness. So what I'd like to do is just to pray with you for a moment. And I'm going to say these prayers and you can just echo them in your heart. And what I'm going to do, because I don't want you to think, like, do something you're not aware of, but I'm going to be praying in the name of Jesus. And when, when we pray in the name of Jesus, we allow his authority, his power, to have dominion, to have permission over all that holds us captive in that house of darkness and does not allow us to live in the house of light. So as I pray these prayers, just, I just encourage you just to open your hearts And if you're a little bit scared, just maybe open them a little bit. Or just ask yourselves, are you sick and tired of being sick and tired? Are you tired of the rat race with social media? Are you tired of what the news is doing to our world? Are you tired of being under the dominion of the evil one, which some of us are? So let us pray in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You can just repeat these prayers in the silence of your hearts. In the name of Jesus, I reject and renounce the lie that I need to be perfect in order for God to love me. In the name of Jesus, I reject and renounce the lie that I am damaged goods because of what was done to me. And I renounce the lie that there is no hope for me. In the name of Jesus, I reject and renounce the lie that I am unworthy of being a beloved son or a beloved daughter of the Father. And in the name of Jesus, I command all sin, all evil spirits, all forms of darkness that have harassed me my whole life to leave at once. I ask for all evil spirits 
that do not allow me to accept the truth that I am a child of God and that I am unconditionally loved to leave forever. And I ask with all the faith in my heart in the name of Jesus to be completely filled with the Holy Spirit right now. in order to be constantly reminded that I am a child of God every second of every day, and so is everyone else in this world. I ask all of this in the most holy, sacred, and powerful name of Jesus Christ. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.